I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, we're doing it. It's Ready Player Two, episode 85. We're back. Way before Christmas, when hot-ticket games like Fallout 76 and Red Dead Redemption 2 were right on the pulse of the gaming industry, Fallout 76 was making all the wrong noises for all the wrong reasons, and Red Dead Redemption 2 was making all the right noises for all the amazing reasons, we recorded a podcast about both games, making sure that we kept right on the bleeding edge of everything that was going on at the time. We then lost the audio, (laughs) (laughs) and that podcast never came out. But we're here to rectify that now, so in true Ready Player Two style, an entire year later, we are now going to talk about <laughs> the hot ticket game items at the back end of 2018. With me today, I have Mr. Ross of a Bellbag. Hello. And Mr. Lewis Knight. Hello. My name is Rich, and we're going to be talking about all the great things that happened uh, probably about a year and a half ago in gaming. Um... If you follow us already, which you should do, on Twitter, that's at ReadyP2, you will have already seen some of the stuff that we've been doing over Christmas and some of the streams and things that we've been putting out there. We're going to talk about some of those things and others. How are we doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, very well. New year, new me, and all that fucking bollocks. <laughs> new year, new year, slightly <laughs> larger me, I've got to be honest. Yeah, new year, same old me. I, I, yeah, it's regular me. I'm a bit yeah. bigger. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Good. <laughs> A little bit larger. There was an awful lot of beer and cake over Christmas, and it all went a bit wrong. Um, Together or yeah, yeah, same time. Beer cake. Yeah, it's cake. It's, a, it's part of a balanced diet, Lewis. <laughs> For <losers. laughs> you got to make sure that you have an equal amount of, uh, of weight <laughs> in both hands. <laughs> Two of your five a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, did we all have a great time over Christmas? Yeah, great yeah. Time. Did I was get... working for most of it. Oh, but... that sucks. But you had a good time afterwards. Yes, definitely. And did we get funky, fresh, amazing gaming-related things for Christmas? No, fuck all. Really? Not a single game. <laughs> right, this nope. is how predictable Same. I've become in old age now. Every single member of both my family and... or No, actually, not all of my family, because we did a Secret Santa, but everybody who is related to me, who wasn't part of that Secret Santa, bought me Steam vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> every single every single person. I didn't get anything other than Steam vouchers from anybody else. Um, and for like previous years, I've had, I've had mini rants, because if people say, well, what do you want? Cash. Yeah. Well, we don't want to give you cash. It doesn't feel like a proper present. But I want cash. Just I want I want money. <laughs> I want that. Right? But well, how about a voucher? Okay. How about this? You take the twenty pounds you were going to spend on the voucher, right? <laughs> Put it in a card, <laughs> and just give me that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, oh no. So, so then so then they go. Oh, it doesn't feel like a proper present. So I end up with fucking vouchers for game, vouchers for Amazon, vouchers for Steam, and then the random person gives me Marks and Spencer's vouchers because he could do with some <laughs> more books, right? 
And then I've got all these fucking vouchers, and I've got no idea what to do. I've got like fifteen pounds at Amazon. What am I going to do with that? It's not like I can put them together. So yeah. I end up selling them to Hannah. <laughs> selling them to your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, you have this fifteen pound Amazon voucher. And give me fifteen pounds. You're about to buy something anyway. Um, but no, I've got all Steam this year, so it's good. So I've been a bit spoiled for choice because there's been loads of Steam sales and everything on. But I've been balls deep in games. I've had so many. And then a super special thing happened at Christmas. I got a Switch. You're a really good boy, weren't you? I was a really good boy. I was so very good <laughs> that I got an entire Switch and extra Joy-Cons and everything. Um, and uh, we're a Nintendo household now. And it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, <laughs> so am I... Right. Have you got a Switch, Ross? I was going to say, how, how much have the kids not been allowed to play it then? <laughs> oh, no, no. So the kids are allowed to play it whenever they want, as long as I'm not on it. <laughs> and there's been a couple of times where they've gone, yeah, let's go play Smash Bros. Where's the Switch gone? <laughs> and I've gone, this guy's great, it'd be portable. They're not allowed to undock it, right? So no. they've been told in no uncertain terms that if they undock it, I will then dock them. So <laughs> I will find a way of slotting them into the dock. Um, so they're not undocking it, but... I am, and it's great, because I just get to walk off and play it wherever I want, and it's fantastic. Um, has anybody else got one of these? Is it just me? Yeah, it's just uh, you at the minute. Lee's got right. one. Lee's got yeah, one as Lee's well. One. I'm going to talk about this without him here, because if I only spoke about games that me and Lee had in common, I wouldn't talk. <laughs> so that's not... I'm convinced let us have one as well, so we're getting one. You're going to get one. Oh, yeah. Do you know what, mate? It's a really remarkably good piece of kit. Yeah, it man. really is. I yeah. am quite impressed. Part of it is that it's just a really natty, very cool piece of kit. Mm. The second part is the games are very cleverly designed. Because Zelda, as an example, it looks amazing. It looks breathtaking in a lot of places. But realistically, in terms of, you know, big name games nowadays, 4K graphics, HDR, you know, really fine detail, 100 gig installs, all the rest of it, it's not that detailed. What they've done is they've kind of cel-shaded it, similar to Wind Waker, um, mm. and, and used that to offset the fact that they don't need to make it all that detailed. But then done a lot of very, very clever little things within the game to add texture, to add more detail, even though it's not having to render all that much. And the result is something that looks really, really nice, plays extremely well, and doesn't overtax the hardware. But that, that thing, that's, the Switch is tiny. I don't think I really appreciated this properly before. The thing is really, really small. It is yeah, not much cases, bigger than my they? phone. Game, yeah. So we're, we're playing these things, and they're, they're on cases, and they're on stands. They're attached to a little arm thing that's, like, welded and screwed to the desk, and you couldn't go anywhere yeah. with them or anything. Or you were just holding the Joy-Cons, and the thing was connected to a TV, and you never actually saw the Switch at all. No. Um, but, yeah, the thing's tiny. It's not much bigger than my phone. It genuinely is not much bigger than my Galaxy Note. But the, the, it's kicking out some pretty impressive stuff. I think okay, that's, that's not. Oh, sorry, just that's not really a good thing to say, Rich, because the Galaxy Note is fucking enormous. Yeah, it is pretty big. <laughs> it is pretty big. Once you get the hang of sewing extra large pockets onto all the all the trousers that you wear, <laughs> that you buy, then it's it's not a problem. A lot of um, combat trousers, which has. Yeah, there's a lot. I just cut the pockets. I cut holes <laughs> in the pockets. Yeah, and then like put uh, that, sew some but, tights in. I was going to say, cutting holes in your pockets has got nothing to do with your phone. It's a bit counterintuitive. You've just got to put like a leg holster in there. (laughs) Or, you know. Um, But the the Switch, uh, do you know what? I always, I I felt like the Wii was a fad. It was a gimmick, right? I had, I got one. (laughs) Because I got one. Everybody got one. 
and it was it was a gimmick it was a fad uh, yeah. the, the, the the waggly motion controllers were great and you know it was it was kind of entertaining for party gaming and all the rest of it and that's what they were aiming for and that's no problem yeah but I hadn't yet cottoned on to the fact I was I was there going Nintendo you've betrayed me this isn't this isn't mm-hmm. what I remember I you know I'm a 30 year old boy I want to be having all the really great things that I but actually Nintendo hadn't betrayed me at all I just got older Nintendo was still doing the same thing that Nintendo have always done they've been aiming at you know young teens that's their yeah. that's their bracket that's their target audience I've just got older so after I realized that and then realized that the Wii U was also a similarly placed gimmick I just wasn't mm. interested and the same thing with the switch when the switch first came out we were seeing them at EGX and playing them and I was looking at the games and I was thinking god this is really expensive and it's just going to be another gimmick right yeah it's brilliant <laughs> It's really, it's really quite good. It's really, really entertaining, easy. Yes, they're charging a ton for peripherals, but this time they're charging a ton for the console as well. The peripherals are really straightforward and sensible. A bit annoying if they've, if you've got young kids because they've got to slide those. Um, I don't know what they call them, like the slidey tabby woggly jobbies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Joy Cons. So the Joy Cons, you slide them into uh, dog face. So you've got like a plastic dog face, right? That you can slide two Joy-Cons into and it becomes like a regular controller-ish. It's not it's the worst ergonomic. It's almost as bad as the PlayStation controller. But it works fine. Is it is it better than the Steam controller? It's not it's everything is better than the Steam controller. <laughs> Every, everything, everything everything in the world. Yes. Volcanic eruptions are better than the Steam controller. <laughs> so um then you can slide them off, so there's a little like kind of button on it. No, problem number one. There's a little kind of button, like a catch, that you're supposed to push on the back of the controller, and then that releases the controller so you can then slide it out, right? But you don't have to push that button. As my children have discovered, liberal application of brute force does the same job. Um, So they've just been ripping them out, because they didn't realise the button was there, even though I showed them like 25 times. And then the other problem is, once you've slid it out of that dog face thing, you then need to slide on a little kind of black bar... Right. That gives it the the shoulder buttons, and has also got the uh, the like lanyard tether thing on it, so that they don't fling it across the room. Yeah. Um, the pro- you can put that on backwards. You can put that on backwards. What you can put it on backwards. What who designed this thing? <laughs> and if you put it on backwards, good God, it's impossible to take it off. And the worst the worst thing is, is, they put it on backwards and then try and take it off the way that you would have taken it off had you put it on the right way and make it worse. So I spent I spent about a, a, one sweary hour on Christmas Day trying to get this thing off, thinking right that's it, it's fucked, it, it's already broken. Yeah, Christmas. Returning it to Santa, everything everything's gone, everything's <laughs> bad forever. Returning the children, uh, but got it off and just sternly reprimanded them, and uh, it hasn't happened again are the, since. Are the black slidey bits? Do they? So are they? Assigned to each Joy-Con. No, you like? can. No, the Joy-Cons are completely. So you can chop and change. You them. can chop and change them. Yeah, yeah. Right, so okay. So that's probably why. So they only had to make one piece. Yes. Rather than designing two separate bits. Exactly that. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And the, the the thing, the other thing is as well. Like the Joy-Cons aren't tethered to the Joy-Cons, which it took me a little while, a little while to work this out. So I think I thought you know I got the Switch and it came with a red and a black controller and then we bought an extra Joy-Con pair which was like green and pink. So I'm like, right, the green and pink one go together, and the red and the blue one go together, uh, and we need to make sure that they're charged at the same time because they're used together and all the rest of it. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a blind yeah, bit of difference. They're in, so they're individual. They're, they're all individual. So when you go to play one that's, that's cool. using two Joy-Cons, like Zelda, for example, um, you turn the first one on, and it like flashes up and goes, yep, this is controller number one. 
Yeah. And then when you go to start the game, it asks you to push a button on whatever controller you're going to use as the second controller. So you push the button and it then pairs them together and then they're both acting as controller number one. Nice. So it doesn't it doesn't matter which one you use. It's just it's very neat. The online is just as labyrinthy as it was with the previous iterations of Nintendo. <laughs> I don't understand how yeah, Nintendo I, are bad at online. Their online is just I I've I don't even look at it. I've I've stopped bothering. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. The, the Nintendo eShop. No, <laughs> the Nintendo eShop doesn't make any sense whatsoever. My kids were like, we want to download Fortnite. And about 20 minutes later, they were like, I don't, I'm not really that bothered. <laughs> but, honest, we'll be fine. We've got loads of games. So we got quite a few games with it. We got um, Overcooked 2, which they really enjoy. But unfortunately, my youngest is a little bit too young and pretty much just flings food all over the place and makes the others hate <laughs> So they're not, they're not playing that as much at the moment but yeah we've got over to, over to Just Dance which is hilarious um, we got Mario Kart Mario Party nice. and then my brother bought them Super Smash Brothers for Christmas as well mm. um, and I've also now got Zelda so we've got a massive array of games to be playing most of which are couch games that, I, that I'm trying to encourage them to play instead of playing Roblox and Minecraft and all the typical things that they'd be playing anyway um, yeah, Smash shit, is a shit huge success. Play on, their, on their laptop. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, exactly, or tablet, or whatever the heck they've got. Uh, Smash has been a huge success, um, and we took this thing to my parents' house as well, and we were playing Mario Kart and Smash and Mario Party and all the rest of it there. Smash is a great game. Yeah. One thing that I will say is, if you if the urge ever takes you to go, oh yeah, my mate's got some Joy Cons as well, so we can play eight-player Smash. You can play. Eight player smash, <laughs> but but everybody was getting so excited about the fact that you could that nobody stopped to think whether we should. <laughs> um, and you shouldn't. You should not a lot play. Of chaos on the screen at once. Nobody had any idea what was happening. No. Everybody was sat there pushing buttons. Nobody knew where the character was. Yeah. Um, I was playing. A good number for that. I was playing for about five minutes and I was dead. I've been dead the whole time. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't had no idea. Um, it's too, it's a little too chaotic. It's not. It's too far away from a traditional beat-em-up and too oversimplified and too crazy for me to get too excited about it. But the kids really enjoy it and they're loving it. Um, Mario Kart's Mario Kart. It's a good version of Mario Kart, but it's Mario Kart. Um, Again, a little bit difficult to get excited about it. Overcooked 2 is overcooked. (laughs) And again, it's a good (laughs) game, but it's a little bit difficult to get excited about it. Just Dance is really good fun. A lot of people like that. Everybody got involved in that. It's really good. I fuck it. I lo- absolutely love Just Dance. Mm. Yeah. Well, I I done so had well. it for the Wii U, um, and had loads of people like uh, Sean and Neil um, and a load of other people over for a birthday one year, um, and we spent most of the night playing Just Dance. <laughs> yeah. To the point where Neil was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna leave now because um, his." Wife at the time, well, no, his wife. They haven't. They're still together. His <laughs> wife, just quantify. Um, his wife was like, "Oh yeah, we should probably make a move." And then he was like, "Oh, but we're we're just about to play like I think it was Prince Ali from the Aladdin soundtrack." <laughs> and she was like, "All right, maybe maybe stay for one more." Yeah. <laughs> like three hour three hours later, that we were doing Jaeger bombs in my kitchen and dancing to Just Dance. <laughs> nice. So everybody really enjoyed that. It's a good game. It's a great game. It's very, very simple, very straightforward. But everybody got involved in it. Everybody enjoyed it. Living room wasn't really necessarily large enough. So there was a couple of injuries, but it was all in good fun. Um, 
so we've got that. Anyway, all of this. I haven't got Mario Odyssey before anybody says anything about that. I haven't got it. I've heard it's really good. I haven't got it at the moment. I didn't want to get too many single-player games because I didn't want my kids just sat in front of their hogging the screen and not letting anybody else play. Yeah. So then I got Zelda. So, mm. Right, I've gone through all of this, and I'm going to try and get away from the Switch in a minute. However, great piece of kit, really enjoyable, straightforward and easy to use. Yes, it's on the pricey side, but in my opinion, it's completely worth it for titles that you simply cannot get on any other console. It's yeah. not like you feel like you're spending money on something and going, but I've already got a PlayStation, or I've already got a PC, and I know that this game is likely to come out on a PC at some point. Mario Kart uh, will never come so out on anything other interject? than Nintendo. Yeah? You can play Mario Kart 8, you can play Smash Brothers and you can play Breath of the Wild all on the Wii U. On the Wii U? They, right, okay. They all had Wii U releases. Right, I see. But I mean, outside of the Nintendo ecosystem. And, and Just Dance. Yeah. Well, right, well, there you go. Right, so Lewis is just shit all over my entire conceit there. <laughs> Thank you for that. But outside of the Nintendo ecosystem, you cannot get any of these games. You can't get yeah, Mario Kart. Hunt, you can't yeah, get... There's a cross-platform anything, are there? No. And on top of that, there's tons of... Previously, Nintendo took a fairly hard stance on 18 certificate games on their consoles. In fact, for the Wii, I believe, they didn't want anybody doing it at all for a really long time. It took a, it took a lot of developers a long time to actually get them to agree to certify 18 certificate games on the consoles. I think there was one or two on the whole, whole yeah. life cycle of it. On the Switch, fucking everywhere. They're all over the place. <laughs> so and I'm kind of excited about that. It's quite nice. It, it does not have the power of other consoles. Obviously, it's roughly the size of my hand. But <laughs> yeah. but it has the potential there, and there's some good games coming out on it. How they haven't gone into, a, uh, into some kind of contract with Blizzard to put World of Warcraft on this thing is beyond me. Because this thing would mm. be World of Warcraft heaven for anybody who's still into that game. Isn't... Isn't uh, Diablo by... Diablo is on uh, it, yeah. And that's Activision. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that Blizzard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I believe it's Activision yeah. Blizzard, so you would have thought so. so. No, yeah, there, so, there's a link there. There's a whole Diablo kind of console box bundle that you can buy in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the last thing I'm going to say... Also, but that's another game that you can play on another... <laughs> yes, it is. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> as well as... Doom and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, no, but I was talking specifically. Oh my god, will you stop? <laughs> right. So look, as Lewis has pointed out, I'm not entirely accurate in everything that I'm saying, but uh, the so Zelda. Let's let's just quickly. Uh, I'm going to go to Zelda before we before I get off the switch entirely. This I've missed a Zelda game. I might have actually missed two. That I played Wind Waker, then I played Twilight Princess, and then I haven't played anything Zelda-ish. So I think I've I've missed at least one. Yeah. And now I've got um, Breath of the Wild. Good fucking grief. There will be people out there that say, no, Ocarina of Time is still the best. No, it's fucking not. <laughs> no, it's not. And do you know what? Before this came out, it wasn't fucking best then either. Wind Waker was the best <laughs> Zelda game. Wind Waker was the best Legend of Zelda game until this game came out. Unless the one that I didn't play was really, really good. But I don't think it was. Um, which, one, which one was that? I don't know. I didn't play it. Skyward Sword? That was a Wii title. That might have been it. I don't know. Probably. I mean, to be fair, they're out like, shitloads of Zelda yeah, games. They now. Yeah, they're all, they're all over the shop. Wind Waker was an amazing game. I absolutely love Wind Waker. Had some tedium in it. Was a little bit annoying in a few places. Every single Zelda game is. This game, Breath of the Wild, is fucking huge. <laughs> it is absolutely mind-bogglingly, ass-twitchingly, unfathomably enormous. 
it, uh, maybe the previous Zelda game that I didn't play was equally as large, but this thing's huge. And not only is it huge, it's not flat, so it's really varied terrain. Some of it you can't cross because you need to be able to climb, you don't have enough stamina, or you need a particular piece of equipment to get over it, whatever it happens to be. But on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, the fuckers have made it so that you need, like, insulation. So there are certain areas in the game that are so cold that you literally die if you go into them without the either the proper equipment or having cooked a specialist piece of food that allows you to not die. And then there's the other end of the spectrum which is the hot areas, there are some mildly hot areas to put you into a slight sweat, there is one area where you literally set on fire when you walk into it. You just set on fire. <laughs> Nobody told me this. The game gives you nothing. It doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't explain anything to you at all. It just goes, there you go, you fucks. Have That's it. what I've always enjoyed about Zelda games. They just, it's, they just put you in it and then get off you go. It's it's, it I, this is amazing. I'm loving it. There are caveats. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking frustrating in places. It is horrendously frustrating in places. I've been playing it with my kids. And Emily, my elder, she's nine. She's been playing it a fair bit with me. She has to pass the control over, over to me quite a lot. A, because it's too difficult for her. And B, because I'm getting really fucking frustrated because she keeps dying. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's a hard game. It does not pull its punches. Yeah. There are certain tricks and tips that you can use to make it easier. But in the main, it is just a hard-ass game. Um, and there's puzzles in there that are just, you wouldn't work out. You would not work out these puzzles. I don't I don't understand how people have thought this through. There was one puzzle where you had to make a circuit on the floor, uh, and basically there's electricity going in, and you've got metal objects that you've got to move around to, to bridge the little gaps in this circuit to open a door. There weren't enough metal objects needed for. There were only two. <laughs> so I'm there going, what the fuck? What, this, what, this, doesn't, this is stupid. This game is stupid. Everything's stupid about it. I hate Nintendo. I hate the game. Must have been there for about 45 minutes trying to work this out until Emily walked into the room and went, can you not just drop your sword on it? <laughs> I was like, no. No. Bloody took my sword off my back and dropped it on the floor. Used my magnetism ability to move it around. Bloody d- worked. <laughs> Conducted the electricity and, and worked. Fucking Go to your room. Yeah, <laughs> you be better than me. Um... And then there's the, there was the obligatory, and I don't, there might be another one. I think I'm roughly halfway through the game at the minute. I've done two of what they call the Divine Beasts, and I've right. done a lot of side stuff. Um, and there's four Divine Beasts all together, and then you've got to do some gallon stabbing and all kinds of other stuff. The story is very, very convoluted and definitely Eastern. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, you, you accrue things slowly as you go, and you do feel yourself getting more and more powerful. Unlike Zelda games that I played previously, every single weapon that you pick up explodes. It breaks. Every single weapon breaks. Every single weapon will break. Every The best sword that you've got in the world will break at some point. Apparently, there's like two weapons in the game that don't. I haven't found them. I don't know where they are. So I'm a lot of the time running around with a stick. Um, I've also hit... I've found the obligatory... Um, if you are seen by anybody, the game is over forever uh, oh. level, which is the whole... Um, uh, you've got to get to the end of this level, but if anybody sees you, that's that's it. You ba- fuck, just bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. That's it. You're dead. Um, and unlike in Solid Snake games, unlike in um, Metal Gear, instead of it just going, oh, you've been seen, it's game over, like 50 guys just appear. They just appear in the room and then multi-stab you until you, there's no, nothing of you left. And I'm there going, why weren't they here all along? Yeah. Where, where were they? If the, if the whole room was full of these people, then... They would have seen me a lot easier. <laughs> um, and that, that took me a really long time to get through um, because I'm not very good at stealth. 
no, for, for many point. reasons. It's not my strongest point. Uh, and then you, really annoyingly, you get all the way to the end of that level, and you fight this weak ass boss who is in charge of all those people, and he's really easy to kill. And you keep thinking, just call your mates, <laughs> because I there's fucking loads of them. <laughs> they kick my ass really easily. Um, but yeah, so silly, frustrating things. But in on the whole, this is the best Zelda game I've ever played. Apart from a couple of problems, I was ready to give it my favourite game of 2018. But I'm going to hold off that for now. Partially because I didn't play much of it in 2018. But partially because there have since been some things that have fucking pissed me off. So I'm going to come back and report when I've completely finished it. And and see how I feel about it then. It might have changed. Or I might not finish it. I do that Um, in games. Also, it came out in 2017. (sighs) Are you just gonna? Are you just gonna pee all over me tonight, Lewis? He's Mr. You just, I mean, my favorite game get, that I got in 2018. If you want to get your chips out, I will happily piss on them. <laughs> Professional chip pisser. No, I don't need mm. it. I don't need it. Right, look, it's a really good game. The Switch is a really impressive piece of kit. I am really enjoying it. My kids are really enjoying it. It's very portable. The battery life is way more impressive than I thought it was going to be. It is a little bit more malleable than I would have liked. Definitely get a screen protector if you're going to get one of these things because the screens do yeah. scratch and they do scratch easily. Um, I have heard that um, just by docking it and undocking it, it scratches the screen up. I heard that as well, which is why I've got screen protector on mine. I've got tempered yeah. glass screen protector on the a thing. Silly question, but what's the actual storage used for? Because you don't install games, do you? You you have to download games because you can buy right. games off the eShop. Yeah. Um, also, the saves can take up quite a lot of space. Right, so Zelda, for example, saves with impunity. The saves all over the place. I think I must have about hundred Zelda saves knocking about <laughs> at the minute. Um, because we're shopping for one, I'm looking for like 32 gig, 64 gig, and I'm looking at my Xbox there in the corner with like a terabyte's worth of fucking five games installed on it. Yeah. Well, it's stuff like it saves and updates, because updates are installed to the console rather than the cartridge, I believe. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. then downloads. If you download any games from the eShop, they're obviously right, okay. going go, to be going onto the storage, yeah. So well, I've, I've got an SD card in got, mine. Okay. I was going to say, it's got expandable storage as well, yeah, so you've yeah. got an SD card in it. Yeah, yeah, I bought an SD card slot with it and a, a charging dock because that's the other thing that they don't tell you. Um, the only way to charge it is either, well, the, really, the only way to charge it when you get it is to plug it into the switch. Right. You have to. You basically have to plug the controllers into the switch to charge the controllers. So if you've right, got more okay. than two controllers, you've got to plug two into the switch, let them charge while the switch is docked, and then unplug them and then plug the other two on. So I've bought a like a charging dock so you can dock them in and they'll charge and all the rest of it while yeah. we're just leaving it right anyway look i need to get away from the switch because i spoke about that loads and loads and loads but i will go back to it because i'm going to be playing hopefully quite a few games on it and we're, we're going to get nintendo we're gonna have to bring back ross's nintendo news can i be <laughs> the can i be the weather girl <laughs> yeah of course can. thank you right look uh, we... ju- just as a, a quick side yeah, yeah. note so a guy at work of mine got one over christmas and he's bought a uh, so it's basically a, a dockless dock a dockless dock so you can you uh, it's got a connector it's just a cable that you plug into the bottom of your uh, oh right switch, yeah yeah and then you can plug it straight into the tv rather yep. than having to carry the whole dock around with you you can just chuck it in a case and yeah that's pretty neat you go you yeah 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 plug it into a tv yeah that's oh. pretty cool that, i mean i think it's just like usb-c on the bottom of it so if you've got a usb-c to hdmi adapter or similar i presume you can just plug the thing i think yeah, yeah you can so it won't charge the switch a, but I was going to say you can buy them with um, RJ45 adapters on them as well. 
Right, so okay. So it's got HDMI and uh, network port, so you're not then having to work off Wi-Fi. Yeah, to be honest, I'm, I'm not paying for the online either because you've got to pay a subscription now with Nintendo, similar that, similar to uh, Xbox Live Gold. So that if you want to play mm-hmm. games online, you're going to have that. We don't have that. I'm not bothered about it. It doesn't interest me in the, in the slightest. You're not missing so, anything, unless you want to play Tetris for the nine minutes time. I can't imagine. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine ever wanting to. I can't imagine ever wanting to play Mario Kart with people, like no. with other people that I don't know. I don't. I don't see why I'd do that. It's not a competitive enough game. Diablo, I get it. Yeah, all right. If you want to play Diablo, um, but to I be think, fair, there are enough people in your house that you can play. Yeah, Mario exactly. Kart. yeah exactly. But then anyway, there are so. there are certain games like Fortnite, for example, that you don't have to have it for. So you don't have to own. You don't have to own that. Um, that past thing to be able to play Fortnite online because they've negotiated with them. So what anyway, about Rocket League. I don't know. Not a clue. I'm going to have to work it out. To be honest, I own Rocket League anyway, and I play it on PC. I, maybe the kids would have a good uh, a good time on it, but I don't think you could be able to play Rocket League with with the uh, half of a Joy-Con. There's too many controls. No. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I will find out. It's I all, ex- all experimentation. Isn't I will it? investigate. Actually, there's got to be a lot of that when you buy a Nintendo console because it really doesn't yeah. tell you very much about itself. You just kind of plug it in. It's just like, right, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure how to do anything. It's just like, it's not my problem. Work, work it out. Um, right then, we need to move on. I've spoken far Let's too move, much. Move the fuck on because we've been talking about this for fucking ages. We can what cut most of like it out. The whole year. What feels like 2018. Right, look, you guys have got massive games to talk about. Now, we spoke about, I think, both of these in the, the long-lost episode 85, which is now being supplanted by this episode 85. Um, which one do you guys want to talk about first? Fallout. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So is it worth pointing out that right back when we spoke about this originally, Fallout 76 was enduring a hammering. Um, in fact, I'm not actually sure that hammering is the right word. Um, that could be any time during its lifetime. Yeah. Uh, utter devastating... Fuck up. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just all bad, all bad. I think it was and, the bags, uh, wasn't it, when we talked about it last time? Conveniently, this week or last week, um, there is now another bug or glitch that people have discovered where apparently there is a, a room in the game, which is like a dev room, yeah. which was uh, which they have put every single object that you can get in the game <laughs> is in this room. And it was designed so that the developers can go in, handle everything, pick it up, touch it, mess around with it, make sure the objects don't have conflicts with each other and all the rest of it but they left it in the game and people have worked out how to get into it but because it's an online game in which you're fighting against other people basically people can now get anything they want (laughs) by just glitching into this room (laughs) and getting out absolutely anything they want so that's the latest thing to hit it have you guys just started playing this yeah yeah pretty much yeah i played a couple of hours right i'm gonna sit back i'm gonna sit back here with a beer and see how this unfolds (laughs) First of all, it is buggy as fuck. I mean, this is a Bethesda game, that should go without saying, but this feels like multiplied by a million compared to what it's normally like, isn't it, Lewis? Yeah, absolutely. It is it is buggier than probably every other Fallout game combined. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I got stuck in walls and doors and all sorts of stuff on the last Fallout game, but this one, yeah. it, you just get stuck on nothing, seemingly, sometimes. Yeah. So, I... I loaded the game up uh, yesterday or the day before yeah. um, went to look at my Pip-Boy and it hadn't loaded the texture <laughs> or any of the artwork for the Pip-Boy or any of my um, 
any of my outfit, so I was just a floating head and hands. <laughs> when also when, when, like, when we were playing together, yeah. Um, at one point we were running around the wasteland, and you your guy had uh, a, a volt suit on, seventy six volt suit. We went <clears> into a door. You came through that door. I don't know if you know this. You came through that door completely bollock naked, apart from your pants. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> Magical door. <laughs> that was the strip door. Did you not know? Um, I, I'm just going to write very quickly before we carry on. Lewis, right at the beginning of this, you you said, oh, I've just switched my microphone. Uh, does that sound any better? Is it set to the right one in Audacity? Yes. Great. We also didn't do a clap. That's so, fine. Three, That's two, fine. one. I saw it. I saw it. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt <laughs> you. Carry on. It's all staying in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, where were we? You went through a door. You came out naked. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's pretty much my usual getting home routine. But, um, the like I said to you guys, it it feels like a Fallout game, mm-hmm. but it definitely doesn't feel like a Fallout game. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? It's, yeah, like the thing is, does it feel like a Fallout game because the atmosphere and everything feels like Fallout and all the rest of it, or does it feel like a Fallout game because it's written in the same shitty, buggy piece of crap game engine <laughs> that they've been using for fucking years, and you you're you're almost empathising with the game rather than playing it, so it feels like Fallout because it's so goddamn buggy. Yeah, I think it feels like Fallout because you're still looking at it like it's Fallout 3. You, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. Same fucking game engine, might as well yeah. be. Yeah, I th- I think that might be it. I don't know, like, it's it's weird. Because it's... So, there are no NPC characters. No. There are vendors um, that you have small little dialogue options with. Um, Which are all like, robots. Uh, Does it explain no, there, why that there, is? No. Right. Just not, not not yet, anyway. Um, there, there, is, there are other vendors, so like I bumped into a super mutant vendor. Oh, right, okay. Um, but yeah, the rest of them are robots. Um, and they've introduced a load of new creatures that then don't appear later on in other games. Because... <laughs> Like, let's not forget, this is set before uh, the other... So, this is set before Fallout 3 and yeah. the rest of the game. Right. So, this is essentially a prequel. But, like, there are loads of creatures that don't appear in the Subsequent games. games, right. Yeah. Um, and, like, the lack of NPCs just... Even though they were really badly designed and the dialogue options were really stunted and janky <laughs> like that was part of Fallout 3 New Vegas and 4's charm yeah. but <clears throat> yeah this I don't know all the quests are done via um, holotapes and notes and are, are the robots voice corpses yeah do they all have the same voice yeah right so they, they've done this so that they don't have to get voice actors right so they've got one person to do all of the voice talent for all of the robots because it's the same voice, and then all of the other quest delivery can be done over text, so they don't have to revoice uh, things. 
No, so all the audio or the hollow tapes are audio based. Right. You have to okay. load them. And play so them. you have to load them into your Pit Boy to be able to listen to them, and then usually I find that something tries to nibble on my butt. So <laughs> I'm like, shit, what are you doing? Get away. I'm trying to listen to this tape, you bastard. Just give me two seconds, and yeah. then I'll come and de- decapitate you. <laughs> so, what about other people? How much interaction have you had with other people in the game? Other than Ross, none. None? Is that because you've chosen to play it solo, or is that because you just haven't seen anybody? Just because I haven't seen anyone. I've seen two other humans. And did what happened? One one was a level 51 and they killed me immediately, and the other was a level 4 and couldn't kill me because PvP only opens up past level 5. See, I heard that you have to get consent from people to PvP them, or can they just turn up and kill you? No, they can just turn up and kill you. You can switch on path. So you can switch on pacifist mode, yeah, which right. means that you can't kill people, but other right. people can kill you. What? Great. <laughs> Where's the benefit to that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Do you I drop stuff the... when people kill you? Yep. Yeah. You pick up all shit like, like you could do in other Fallout games. Like, all yeah, your you, stuff. What you carry in yeah. is the viewable to everyone else, and you can just take it. <clears throat> but yeah, I found a level fifty-one fully power armor up. I thought oh, I'm 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 on a mission. I'm hiding up this like tower thing, collecting these bits of paper, these paper targets, and then I just get shot once with like a laser rifle from about fifty yards away, and that's it. Dead. So, ah, cool. Just turn the game off. <laughs> so if you die, is this like Rust? If you die, literally everything that you had on your person is gone, unless you can get back to it. Uh, yeah. Pff. Well, I I don't know, like. I've not been able to work that out. I mean, I got killed by a level 45 character earlier today and I just switched the console off because I, I, It's so I fucking annoying. Playing, I started playing Lego instead. <laughs> the problem, um, I mean, this, this was always going to be the worry. This was always going to be the problem because with games like Rust or Daisy or any or Ark or any of these kind of um, online survival games, hmm. basically there is an element of people and you run the risk that after a period of time, these are the only people that are left playing the game, yeah. that only derive enjoyment from ruining other people's enjoyment. So the only yeah, thing the that they are there to do is to kill other people. They're not there to do the quests. They're not there to play with people or co-op. They're not there to enjoy the vast scope and interesting entertainment that's, that's available in the game. They just want to ruin your day. And a lot I'm of not... these people don't even want to talk to you about it. They just want to kill you, and then they chuckle to themselves yeah. about it for five minutes and then fuck off and do it to somebody else. <laughs> do you know what? I? So I don't know if... At the moment, I don't know if there is that that kind of element to it in the game because there's no one there well one there's no one there (laughs) like uh, the maximum number of people I've seen in a map just because you can see where everyone is on a map uh, on the the map um, is maybe 10 Mm. maybe 10 I haven't seen more than that definitely whoa Um, whoa whoa, 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 whoa. sorry wait go back a second you can see where everybody is on the map yeah Yeah. little arrows I think aren't they little gold arrows what? Yeah. Show which where they're facing. So, all sorts. Yeah, um, and you so, can see what le- what level they are, <laughs> their their player name. So not not only are they allowing level fifty people to kill level ten people, but they're actively enabling them to do hey, it. Look here, they are. Here's the noobs. Go fuck them. Because up. not not even Rust or Ark or Daisy or any of the other games in which you will get these dickheads following you around or trying to kill you. None of those games do that. None of those games will tell you. No. They, they, because 
if they want to be a dick, they've got to put time and effort into it. Yeah, and they might spend these, yeah. yeah, they might spend entire hours upon hours upon hours never finding anybody. And the hope is that eventually they'll go, this isn't worth my time. Yeah, and what, so I'm yeah. going to stop doing it. But if, the, if it's actively beaconing to them exactly where the <laughs> fuck you are, then they're just so, enabling the dickheads. So it doesn't show up on the heads-up display. It only shows on the, the world map. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless you're within a certain range. But, uh, yeah, it's... I don't know, part of me wants to go, do you know what, this game's shit, and I shouldn't have paid 20 quid for it. But the other part of me wants to carry on and wants to carry on playing it. Yeah, I'm in exactly See, the same position. Is it crossplay? No. No. See, if it was crossplay, I'd buy this. And I'd buy it just to come in and play with you guys and see what it was all about. Yeah. But what they've done here is they've designed a game in the Fallout universe to be the first hallmark online multiplayer version of the game. It is not a Twitch shooter. It's not Call of Duty. It's not really going to be a situation where people with mouse and keyboard have got a huge benefit up over people with pads. Yeah, no, there will be that. There will be that, but not as much. And then they didn't make it crossplay. Why? Why would you do that? They, I, do you know what? They should have gone down the Elder uh, Elder Scrolls Online route mm. with big hub cities. Because let's be honest, there are going to be those in post-apocalyptic scenarios yeah. where people are going to set up hub cities, and there are going to be NPC players or NPC characters. So, but I just I don't know. I, I, I just don't understand. So the base the base it. building, presumably there's base building in it, right? Yep. Right, so you can so have your you, own base. So you get a briefcase. Yep. With it's called. It's your camp, isn't it? it yeah, it's called camp, yeah. which is. Uh, I can't remember what the word is. Is this, is this similar C- to the gek? Yeah, basically. Um, so you can set up a camp. You can transfer all of your um, junk and stash and you put it all in your your stash box but you're the only one that can see your stuff in that box okay so if you come if you come across another box in the wasteland you can't will... you can't see anything like an ender chest in Minecraft yeah basically yeah, yeah. it's your it's your stuff not anyone else's mm. yep and can people attack your so... town your your camp Right, okay, so you've got to put defences up and everything. But if they can't get your stuff, where's the benefit to them attacking your camp? Exactly. <laughs> okay, right. Have I just... Yeah. I feel like possibly they should have workshopped these issues before they made the game. Well, Do you know what yeah. I mean? I feel like there should have been a, sh- a flowchart or, or something. <laughs> yeah, um, the reason Fallout games tend to used to come out four years apart. And they'd still be buggy, but the games were good. This one got almost rushed out to a certain degree. And it... Well, look, here's a question. and you, you, I don't know if you're going to be in any better position to answer this than I am, but why did they make this game? I don't know. What was the goal? What was the goal? What, were the, what, what I, I, niche did I they think know. they were trying to fill? <laughs> I don't know what... I don't, I don't even know who the target audience is for this. No. Because it's not online survival fan... No, I mean because it, because proper proper online survival, proper survival, not horror, but survival games. You're talking again, Rust, Daisy, Ark, oh. these kind of games where you are managing your food, you're managing your water. There is a genuine survival element, even if there's nobody else around. You could starve to death and stuff. Yeah. like Okay, that. so yeah, so there is that element to the game. Yep. So you have got to manage um, food and water. You've got to manage food and water. Um, 
which then affects your stamina. Yeah. So if you're dehydrated, your stamina goes down a lot more quickly. Vats is in it, but I don't know about you, Ross. I haven't used it. It seems incredibly to... tacked on. Yeah, it. They've kind of gone. Mm, well, you know, we need to include Vats, but it's just pointless. Yes, because it doesn't freeze the game. So they shoot people. Because obviously it no. can't. So yeah, it's just like, it brings you up the thought it would at thing. least come up with some artificial slowdown or something. Yeah, so it makes combat whole... harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it genuinely does because very it... awkward targeting system. Well, yeah, my automatic reaction when playing Fallout is to bring up fats to, to engage in combat. If it makes it harder, then what the f- it, it, I automatically press it. And I think, oh, well, so here's the interesting thing, because in Fallout 3, when they first put Vats in, I mean, Vats was a thing anyway, but in the, in the in Fallout 1 and 2, but when they kind of engineered it to work in a first-person shooter environment, they put it in, and largely the reason that they did it was because their engine and the way that they designed the game as a first-person shooter was so, so fucking shonky that if something actually ran at you with any speed whatsoever, you'd fill the entire air around it with bullets and never hit the thing in the first place. So hmm. they put yeah. VATS in as a solution to that. But now you've got the same game engine online. Online. So they're introducing lag to the enemies that are now running at you all over the map and you can't hit. They've got shonky as fuck hitboxes because they're not connected to the actual character models. And VATS doesn't work. So it, how is it attack? Is there a problem shooting uh, things? Because when ghouls and stuff were running at me before, if I didn't turn vats on, there was no way I was going to fucking hit them. I just started using um, melee weapons right. and leveling up, yeah. leveling up my strength and endurance. I just use a well, shotgun and pray, uh, spray and pray. Yeah. <laughs> that That's what I'm moving on to now. <laughs> if you've got a game, which, let's face it, barely works in single player, if you've got a game engine that can only just handle one person <laughs> yeah right what makes you go right here's what we're gonna do boys we've got this net code right <laughs> and we're gonna take this game that, that is that is troubling at the best of times when there's only one person in it and we're gonna put a bunch of people in it um and then to make sure that there's enough action because we haven't put any npcs or anything in we're gonna let them all know where they all are like some weird <laughs> twisted version of the hunger games the thing is is I just don't understand why they've deviated so much from Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Well, Elder Scrolls Online is shit. That's an important distinction to make. (laughs) But (laughs) it's it's a better variety of shit. Because it's an MMO. They weren't aiming for MMO here, were they? They were aiming for survival game. My, my, my My confusion is... Why? Nobody wanted this. Nobody asked for it. People were asking for a for an Elder Scrolls MMO. Yeah? yeah. Now they might not have done if they didn't know what they were going to get, but they were asking for an Elder Scrolls MMO. Nobody asked for this game. What we wanted was Fallout multiplayer or Skyrim multiplayer. Yeah. We wanted yeah. the the single player story driven experience co-op. Co-op. Yeah. What well, the one thing that nobody asked for is I also want twenty other people to be available to shoot me. <laughs> you know. Oh, so. Oh yeah, but it, it's not just shooting. You can also get a launch coat for nuclear missile yep. missile silos. Right. You can fuck everyone else. <laughs> so what? you can just drop drop nukes on people. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so look, I'm going to ask both of you this individually, <clears throat> Ross. Yeah. If they were going to willingly fuck this game up more, <laughs> right? What could they do? Is there anything that they could do to make this game worse? Yeah, loot boxes. 
Okay, thank you very much. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Lewis, same question. Do you know what? I don't know if they can. I don't think they obviously can. No. I'm at the point now where I want Fallout to just go away. Go away. Rethink what you've done. Come back when you're ready to apologise and give me a better single player game. Do you, do you know the only saving grace? And I don't know why I'm saying it because I kind of like the game. I'm so I've never been so conflicted over a game. But the only saving grace that I can think of for it is it makes Fallout Four look yeah reasonably good. Yeah. It doesn't and seem Fallout, as bad in comparison. Fallout 4 was... It, it makes me want to go back and play Fallout 4. Fallout 4 was so beige. And, and yeah. I just They needed something to shake up the Fallout world. They did need something. They needed to do something. Because Fallout 4, for me, was far too beige. It was still a good game by all accounts, and it had a really nice story and all the rest of it. Beige might not be the right word. Sepia. The entire thing was brown. It's like yeah. they'd made a game and then shit all over it, literally. <laughs> Um, and it was still okay, but it wasn't the, the it wasn't the leap that I wanted from three, and it was not a patch, in my opinion, on New Vegas. They should have stopped in New Vegas. They're never yeah. going to stop. Not while it's no. making money. Let's face it, they're never going to stop. The worst the worst part about it is is there are single. So there's Fallout Lone Star, which was a Texas kind of southern states cowboy-esque yeah. um, but it was all um, like player created right okay so they they made a load of they made all new storylines they made it originally in the Fallout 3 engine and then when Fallout 4 came out because they hadn't actually finished it they started remaking it in Fallout 4 right um, there's a there's another Fallout it's like I can't remember what it's called now, but there is another uh, Fallout 4 game which basically. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Expands the entire game and it, it sets it in a whole new region. Um, I think it's in like <clears throat> somewhere obscure like Nebraska or. Um, and it, they both look incredible. But they're not made by Bethesda. They're, but they're not made by Bethesda and they're both better than Fallout 76. Yeah. And here's, here's the weird thing as well. So, forgive me for dragging this on a little bit too long, but Fallout 1, you were the vault dweller. And I'm not, I know a lot of people. Um, now may have played this game. I loved Fallout One. I played Fallout One when it originally came out, and it was amazing. Maybe not dead on originally when it came out. Maybe a couple of years later, but um, I, I genuinely had never played anything like it before. It was it was an incredible game. Fallout Two came out. Now a lot of people say that One was better than Two. I preferred Two. I thought it was incredible. The humor was ramped up. Um, the dark comedy was was just massive. Now the first game, you were the vault dweller. 
You were mm -hmm. the Vault Dweller. From Vault 13, their water chip had malfunctioned. They were going to run out of drinkable water. They didn't want to leave the vault because they were so afraid of what the nuclear fallout had done to the world, so off they sent you. You got that water chip in, well, you could get the water chip in virtually no time at all. Right. Then you go back, and they go, oh, no, no, nah, mate, thanks for that chip and everything, right, but you've been out there and... and and, uh, yeah, we don't want you in here anymore. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so you get kicked out, and there's this texture and this, this, there's this story. Fallout 2, you are a descendant. You are living in a tribe that is descended from that vault dweller. So this mm. is now a hundred and something years later. So you are the tribesman. So you've gone from being the vault dweller to the tribesman. You, gone, you go to Fallout 3. Fucking could tell you who was in Fallout 3. <laughs> don't know who he was. I have no idea who he was. Now, New it's Vegas. The, so, carry on. So it's the, the Lone Wanderer in four. It's the Courier in in Vegas. Vegas. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I think oh, I can't remember. No, exactly. This is the thing, and they, they seem to just they just went away. They they lost what was going on, and now they just seem to have lost it more and lost it more. And Fallout Four. Yeah. I didn't know who I was, really. I knew that my kid had gone and, and that I'd been in a pod and I didn't really understand why, what was happening, and I've, I'm just going to build this town out of metal. Don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> it was just all a bit... It was a departure from what I wanted the game to be, but that's okay, because the game wasn't just made for me. Um, and now they've See, gone 76, I'm, and I'm like... I'm on the flip side, flip side of that, because I, I played Fallout 3 first... And then went back to try and play one and two. Oh yeah, I can't I imagine it works I, that way around. Yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. They were very much I, of their time. I really, really wanted to enjoy them, and I just couldn't. No, and and we were more than willing to accept turn-based games, turn-based adventure games back then as well. Um, and it was fine. It was a normal. It was just what it was, and I loved it. I thought it was absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, after playing the new ones, going back, very difficult. Retro games are not as retro and trendy as people like to think they are. They're just old. <laughs> no. They're so, just old. But, so I, I recently tried to play uh, Wasteland 2, which is oh, yeah. made by Interplay, which yes. are the guys that made the original Fallout 1 and 2 and Brotherhood of Steel. Um, and yeah, that's just as awful. <laughs> yeah. It's just it worked when it was when it, when it was back then, and it, it doesn't really work now. Now there is another game coming out that is being made by the guys that um, made up Black Isle, and I can't for the life of me remember that, what its name is. But it's being posted all over the place at the moment um, with big digs at Bethesda, um, and actually oh, in the yes. trailer for the game they're actually taking digs at Bethesda as well. Yes. But, um, oh God, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it's like. Worlds of Tomorrow or something It's something similar, like to, similar to that, yeah. It kind of looks like Bioshock meets Fallout. It does, and it looks really, really good. Um, but yeah. this is this is made by the guys, and I'm probably wrong here, so somebody might correct me, but um, I'm pretty confident that this is made by the guys that originally... I, I can't remember if it was Interplay, but I'm pretty sure it was Black Isle, yeah. who I don't think made the first Fallout, but certainly made the second one. Um, mm. So they're, they're kind of... They're, Going right, look, they fucked it up. This is this is our window. <laughs> they've they've yeah. made a mistake quickly, um, and they're jumping and in to try and fill that space. I really, really hope that this is going to be the fall, the next Fallout game that I actually want. What? But it's, what? The not Fallout game? Yeah. The, yeah. The, 
the Fallout game that I've been looking forward the to. The spiritual successor. I've got hopes for Cyberpunk. Haven't haven't been able to because they were working with Obsidian and Zenimax, and they've just not done since they parted company with them. They've just gone completely I, off the. I, I feel like Bethesda have gone a bit wrong. I feel I feel like they've taken a left turn somewhere, and it's led them yeah. down a road, that, and they don't, and they're carrying on because that's where they've gone. But I don't really think that they seem to have any direction or purpose anymore, mm. which is a shame. Feels, it almost feels now like they're doing it out of stubbornness because they got the Fallout um, franchise uh, from Interplay um, and they're like well we just need to make another Fallout game now just to spite those dicks just keep churning them out <laughs> right look yeah. Yeah. we can rail on it for ages and ages and ages the problem is that everybody's so exasperated with Fallout 76 now that every time it gets brought up people just go <sighs> yeah more it's like it's become the big ticket game that is just a shame. <laughs> it's it's almost like the Donald Trump of games. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, what's it done now? Well, yeah. some people really like it, but other people realise that it's thoroughly broken and has no values. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna play it. I'd be more inclined to play it if it was crossplay. If it was crossplay, I'd buy it right now so that we could all play it together. So, mm. so we can at least, at least give it a crack, but I don't. I don't want to play it on my own. I'm, I think no you can have fun whatsoever. just pissing around in the world with your friends. Yeah, but I can do that yeah. on a different game. Like me and Lewis tried to take on an entire uh, prison full of super mutants and got thoroughly fucked up over and over again. Yeah. Like, if, there was, if there was more of us, it would have been more fun. <laughs> the best thing I managed was setting myself on fire. <laughs> you do that in a surprising amount of the games that we play together. <laughs> But I, think, right, I think I did that quite a lot in The Division, actually, as well. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move on. We need to move on. Yeah. Has anybody got any closing comments for Fallout 76? Are you going to go back and play it again? It's just yeah. a bit boring and a bit it's... over much of a shame. <laughs> it's like that X that you know is not good for you, but you kind of <laughs> can't help yourself because they're just really fit. <laughs> and the thing, but the thing was, it's not really fit though, is it? It looks like Fallout Three. The the thing. Yeah, all right, it's really fit from far away. When you've had a couple, um, the thing here is, you guys knew before oh, yeah, you we bought, yeah, before you started open. playing. You guys knew. So imagine the people that didn't. Imagine the people that were genuinely excited and pre-ordered this and bought the edition of the game that came with the Tesco's bag. Um, imagine how they felt. Yeah, because you're going into it with, and every time you fire it up, your whelm is definitely under, and you're still going back and playing it. There are, I know, and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Every time, because it's just kind of on my my Xbox One dashboard, and I'm like, might as well. Go on then. Yeah, Yeah, might as well. (laughs) Right, look, the last thing, the last thing that I'm going to say about this, and it isn't even really necessarily related to this. So you're playing this, Lewis, on an Xbox One S. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Ross, you're playing this on... Uh, an Xbox One X. An Xbox One X. Yeah. Now, did you ever fire this up on your S, or is that gone now? Uh, it came with the X, yeah, so I've never... Right, okay, so you've never fired it up on... So is there any difference oh, so in this game? you didn't even actually pay money for this then, Ross? No, it came with it. <laughs> right, <laughs> they, okay. They're just giving it away. They're giving it um, away. <laughs> so this... Is there any difference on the One X? It doesn't look like it. I'll be honest. From everything I've seen, it it looks like Fallout Four still. 
It doesn't yeah. look like he's been upsbuffed for Xbox One Enhanced. I don't yeah. think that they upsbuffed Fallout 4 anyway, no. because they downsbuffed it a lot for the consoles, and I don't think that there's any difference. I might be wrong, but I don't think there's any difference in the console version between One X and One S. No, I don't think so. No. This, they should feel bad. God, if I was Bethesda, I'd feel really bad. Yeah, but then they, if they felt bad, they would then just give out another 500 atoms. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, that was things. terrible. <laughs> I love the... F- yeah, that was that... Uh, for all the people that bought the super special edition of the game, that, for which you had to, like, send your mum's left finger or something, the... Um, <laughs> And they, they were told that they were going to get this gorgeous Hessian bag, which presumably was going to give everybody blowjobs from the way that everybody was talking about it. Um, and instead, they ended up with this weird neoprene Tesco's bag, and everybody really lost their bollocks. Now, I would if I was spending 150 quid or something on a special edition version of the game. I want to make sure that I got everything that I was told I was going to get, yeah. especially if I'd seen a photograph of it. Um, and then they go, oh, oh well, sorry, here's however many atoms it was, which is the in-game currency, which... 500. 500 which atoms. Not isn't even fiber, enough, and you can earn atoms in game. And it's not even enough to buy a bag in game. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't catch my breath. At there are games that have done this before. We've got to get off this. I've got to stop doing this. Yeah. There are games that have done this before. There are, there are games that have fucked up badly before. The one that springs to mind is Final Fantasy fourteen. Final Fantasy fourteen's launch was horrific. It was terrible. It was bad. The company basically was they got fucked very early on because the the populace was against them they made such a massive hash of it um and then they fixed it they basically sent the game back into beta and said sorry we fucked up yeah. we, we we're literally sending the game back into beta you're willing to refund if you want to so go ahead and refund um and they took the game back into beta they completely reworked it and then re-released the game a year and later going <laughs> there we go sorry we fixed it now and then if you were an original purchaser and you still had the game, you got a load of extra stuff and you got some special edition content and, and all kinds of stuff like that. And now it's one of the most po- popular MMOs in the world. Do you know what? That's absolutely what they need to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. This, this I think that kind of hits the nail on the head. This still feels like a beta. Yeah, it does, yeah. A very early and I think up. half the problem is the way that they're reacting to this. I think that the issue isn't necessarily that the game is bad, and obviously that is an issue, but there, the issue, you're not necessarily judged on your successes, you're judged on how you handle your failures, right? So, something goes wrong, People are, you're going to be tried in the court of public opinion for how you handle that failure, and they have not handled this well. They have not. They have not availed themselves with the general populace very well at all. Um, I mean, uh, but as we've already said, like, look at three New Vegas of four. They were, they were broken. They were buggy, but they were still great games because. Yeah. Well, I thought they were great games because they. Well, except for, um, because they. They had a good story. They had good voice acting. It was. It was. You could forgive for the failures because the parts of the game that were failing weren't the whole game, and there was all this other stuff going on. But they've stripped all of that stuff out and left you with the broken stuff. I'm. I'm kind of hoping that they release a game next with all the stuff that they stripped out. (laughs) I'm not sure what they're going to do. I've got to be perfectly honest. And the worst. The other thing, they've not released a roadmap. They've not told anybody what they're going to do next. They haven't said this is how we're going to fix it. They haven't. They're no. just very much playing it by ear. Everybody's in the dark, and they've almost gone. Yep, this is a game. 
Yeah. This is what we meant to release all along. We're not changing it. Done. This is what you've got. But then, but then they did that with Fallout Four. Like, uh, I, if this is going to be the trend, I think I'm pretty much done with Bethesda. I think you're echoing because... what a lot of people are saying. And actually, what it's done is made people retrospectively look back at the other games and go to themselves. Actually, how happy was I with them before? <laughs> Realistically, well, no. Do you know what? I, I, I. It doesn't detract from. Three, it doesn't detract from New Vegas. It doesn't detract from Fallout Four. Not that there's much to detract from, but um, it. Yeah, I, I just, I genuinely don't think that they. I. If this is the part that, like, they're on a downward slope, and Fallout Seventy Six is a very steep drop. It is. Um, if they don't do something about it. So they, I, it feels like in their mind, they're going, right, we're going to fix this in the next game. The next game's going to be the killer. What they should have done is fix this one. And what they should yeah. have done is help repair the damage that they had made to their own fan base by dealing with this issue rather than moving on to the next one. Right, look. I, we need on. to stop. I was gonna, la, last thing. La, 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 last thing. Um, I would have happily waited another year for them to have fixed this. Yes. Everybody would have waited because nobody wanted the game. Nobody, nobody, nobody asked for the game. No, everybody would have waited because nobody knew what they were getting. It's just so bizarre. It was so bizarre. Anyway, right, look, we need to stop. No more Fallout 76. Right, let's move on to a good game. Yes. Um, Angry Red Dead Birds Redemption 2. 2. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. You guys talk. I'm going to sit back again. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. <laughs> Was that a little bit of cum? No, not even a little bit. It's down my leg. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw um, on the last po- the last podcast that this is the most perfect game I've ever played, and I still stand by it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a game I've now sold, and I'm never going back to because I don't ever want to go back to that world because it won't be the same doing it again. No. Yep, I sold it as soon as I finished the campaign. <laughs> I got rid of it because I just I I. I the same with Red Dead Redemption 1, yeah. I just couldn't revisit it. No, same and the, the only reason that I might go back to it is if they release more single-player DLC. Yeah. Um, Full-on like story, story expansion. Yeah, story expansion, like they did with Undead Nightmare. Yeah. Although I don't really want another Undead Nightmare. No. As good as that was. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it is... Probably... Uh, a little bit of hyperbole, but it is a perfect game. It is everything that I wanted in a game, and it is just brilliant. Yeah, I think it's it just, is so so good. It hits every it's single just, point along the way. I hear this. I keep hearing it. Everybody's saying it. Everybody's saying the same thing, and I just I have to draw the same parallel. Bethesda. Every time Bethesda bring out a new game, a new Fallout game, they go, "Oh, it's buggy. Sorry, but it's so big." It's yeah. a huge, 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 vast, story-driven game with so many elements to it. It's impossible for us to get everything right the first time. I think possibly Bethesda needs to have a word with Rockstar. They certainly because, do. Because yeah. this is a huge, open-world, single-player RPG, basically in the same vein, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, it takes a completely ages experience. to get across the map on a horse. It's just... So, I, think I, I think I went through two horses just trying to ride across the map. Do they die? Can you yeah. can you exhaust them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't exhaust them to the fact that uh, to the point of death, but you can exhaust them, and then they 
fuck you off yeah. and run away. Fuck this, I'm off. Which, to be fair, they're then dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. They're dead to me once I've retrieved my saddle. Right. <laughs> this is so big that we're going to... Can we break this down a little bit? So, because cool. we're going to ramble on about it loads and loads and loads. But let's break it down a little bit, if that's okay. So, the opening. Right? So, the end of Red Dead Redemption, without giving anything away, because I know that there are people that... Oh, do you know what? Fuck it. Give it away, because yeah, it's fucking ancient. Played it yet. Right? It's ancient and ancient and ancient. So, the ending of Red Dead Redemption was epic. Yeah. Right? It was huge. It was one of the most surprising and... Genuinely emotional moments in gaming. Yeah, yeah, mm. moments in gaming, right? Yeah. It was huge. It was a huge, huge game, and it ended on such a huge note. And it wasn't a cliffhanger, but it kind of was at the same time, and they left it open-ended. Yeah. How is the start of this game? Does it, does it kind of just blend in, just like, oh, this is however many years later, and here we go, or does it, is it a really punchy start? No, so this is a prequel. Yeah. It's set. Uh, this is, see, I didn't this know is, this. I didn't this is know this. Set, uh, ten or fifteen years before the f- the first game. Yeah. Oh, so here's me sounding like a tear. And you know what? Actually, I think you told me this on the deleted episode as well, and I forgot. <laughs> you did. Ah, oh, right. So this is a prequel game, and so you're not playing as John Marston, but I believe you told me that he is in it, right? He's in your game, he is, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> it's part of your game. Right, you okay. don't play as him. But uh, the story, there's some story parts in this that lead to things in the second one, and you find out how he gets his scarred face and all this sort of stuff. How he, uh, yeah, his relationship with John, uh, Jack, sorry, and uh, Abigail. Yeah. Hmm. Do we ever get any more insight into into how zombies took over everywhere? <laughs> because that was one of the weirdest <laughs> diversions. Not, no. That was such no. a strange thing for them to do with that game. Apparently, it was very good. Well, but... that that was a so going off piece slightly that was a throwback to what Red Dead Revolver was originally supposed to be right okay so Red Dead Revolver was supposed to be which is the kind of spiritual grandfather to uh, Red Dead Redemption Um, that was supposed to be a supernatural gunslinger kind of wild west game Right, okay. Um, and then they just made it uh, an outright Wild West game. Yeah. Right, okay. And no one played it. <laughs> so this came... So, right, this has come out. Um, it goes... It, does it go into it hard? Does it Does it really, like, throw you into the story, throw you into the action? Or does it blend you in easily? Is there a big, mm. long tutorial to kind of show you how you're supposed to whip a horse and stuff? No. There is kind I, of like a tutorial, but it's not... Uh, a traditional tutorial it's like the first chapter of the game is learning about the systems of the game and how things work and stuff like yeah. that and there's little mission, story missions within it but it doesn't feel like you're playing a tutorial it feels like it's you're playing the game transparently done they're teaching yeah. you stealthily yeah. but what I mean what I found with the first chapter was it was actually quite boring it was very very see slow. that's the risk with, with tutorial chapters because if mm. they make them challenging and people die a lot, then people are just going to fuck this, I don't want to play this anymore. So you've got to make it accessible, haven't you? And then try and teach people at the same time. All right, so look, getting yeah. out of that, your first impression. So when you first got this game and you fired it up, it's probably going to be a little bit different on the One X compared to the One S. What were your yes, immediate reactions? How does it it's look? It's beautiful. Really? Beautiful. Yeah, I, I first played it on the, I had an Xbox One before the One X. I skipped the S completely, and it looked great on the, uh, just the, 
release date. I mean, let's face there. it, as a console player, you've got relatively low expectations. I mean, your bar is relatively low, right? Yeah, but I am now playing 4K HDR gaming. And exactly. It looks fucking incredible. I don't think a lot of console players who have never played on an Xbox One X or a PC or anything like that can really appreciate the difference. Yeah. Like, it, it, I've got a 4K TV, HDR, 100Hz, all that nonsense I mean, shit. You might as well just go, oh, Lewis, you're a player. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I wasn't directly aiming it at you, but what's your experience been, Lewis? <laughs> it, uh, do you know what? It, even on a, a standard HD with an Xbox One S, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. There are, there are just there are moments in the game. So I used um, there's a feature in it called cinematic mode, mm-hmm. where you set a waypoint, set your horse off running, and you just go into cinematic mode, and it kind of focuses on you from different camera angles. But you you don't have any well you do, but you don't need to control your horse. Yeah, it just runs to where you need to go, kind right. of like a a slow fast travel. Yeah. There is no fast travel, is there? Is this uh, the only method of fast travel that you have? Of, there's um, stagecoaches that can get you to to and from places. Yeah. Right, okay. I think I maybe used it used those once or twice yeah. and that was in the end game. But, but a lot of the fun of the game is just riding from point to point and seeing what happens on the way. Same as GTA in that respect. Yeah. So do you get random encounters? Does does stuff randomly happen oh, or yeah. is it all pre scripted? Yeah. Uh, about every three or four minutes. Yeah. Okay, so and is it pre-scripted or is it random? No, they, it is random. It's random. So they put a mechanism in the game that way out in the middle of nowhere, somebody might jump out from behind a rock and try and rob you, or yep. whatever it is. So whatever. there are, so there's what three or four gangs. Yeah, and they strike at any point, any time, whenever they want. Yeah, basically. But there's also uh, bounty hunters so if you've got a bounty on your head and you happen to be in the region that your bounty is for um, bounty hunters will just jump out and be like there'll also be (laughs) bounty hunters that are collecting other bounties and other people and you can choose to kill those bounty hunters and set that person free and then that person can turn on you and try and steal your horse and fuck off oh my god yeah There was just no, there was just no trust or fidelity in the whole West, was there at all? <laughs> Everybody was out to get whatever they could get. Um, and I, does it really feel like you're in a, in quite an organic world that, that yeah, things yeah. are happening and it and it's your game? It's not anybody yeah. else's game. This isn't the experience that anybody yeah. else has had. This is your so, experience. So you can be riding through and there'll be like, I don't know, a wolf chasing after a, a deer or something. Mm in the game as you're riding past and you're like oh holy shit that wolf is doing his thing <laughs> that's, yeah. that's nature that, <laughs> that wolf that wolf is wolfing and that deer can run it's, into your horse and fuck you up and you fly off right. it and... can yeah. you play guitar or banjo while moseying on your horse no that's but you can play you can play the banjo you just sit down and like I, I wanted to fully bust a scruggs it <laughs> Just like, just like mosey on through the middle of the prairie, I don't know, whatever they had, some kind of thing, and, and playing me banjo and all that atmospheres and feels and things like that. When you get, so when you get attacked, when there's random shit going on, I'm going to get to the main story and the main stuff in the game in a minute. When you're, when you're randomly attacked, is it always just bandits? Or can they be random, like could you come across like a, a person whose wagon has broken down or yep. something? There's, there's yeah. all of that as well, so it's completely so, random scenarios. So... Well, yeah, and it's weird because there, there can be a scenario where 
there's a wagon and you go and help them and they go on their way or there's a wagon you get off your horse to go and help them and then you get ambushed yeah oh shit yeah so you never really know what you're getting into. <laughs> this is brilliant. It sounds amazing. This is the this um, is what's got me about the game. We don't I don't even know what's going on in the main story right now. Yeah, but this part of it, the random going out and exploring part of it, that's what I'm really excited about. In the original Fallout games 1 and 2, you go to the world map to move around the map and you choose a location and you get like a little kind of dotted line on the map, you like Indiana Jones style yeah. dotted line going. Mm-hmm. And then randomly, at any point while you're travelling from point A to point B, a random encounter would happen. And it could be literally anything. Yeah. And it might just be a dude stood there that goes, hi, and that's it. <laughs> that's literally yeah. it. And then you move on. And there's nothing to do with the guy. He can't sell you anything. He just says hi, and that's all. And then you move on. Or it could be a great big attack, or it could be a camp. And you could ignore the camp and walk around them and carry on on your way or whatever. That's the stuff that, that makes the game yours, right? That's the unique... Mm-hmm. The yeah. unique stuff that you get. Yeah, Lewis talks about rival gangs. There'll there'll be rival gangs that are just got they've set up camp somewhere. And you can choose to just go and attack them and kill them all, set fire to them all, or you can just ride them past them and they'll leave you alone. Can you join yeah. them? Can you like get in their good no, books or whatever? Right. No, so you're you're already part of a different gang. gang. Right. Yeah. So like in one region there's a, a gang called the Raiders, in another region there's the Murphy family, I think. Yeah. The like the cannibal woodsman. Living caves, don't they? Yeah, living caves and probably eat people. Yeah. Is this the Murphys? Um, yeah. They, they do all God, fucking Irish. You've got to be careful. The <laughs> <laughs> um, KKK are also in the game. Oh, are they? God. Yeah. Yeah, they're also in. I the, they're out in the woods somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what, what are they doing? <laughs> They're just running wild and free. Yeah, they have, um, <laughs> With floppy hoods on. They have burning crosses and all sorts of stuff, yeah. And they have Do you know what? Like meetings. Actually, after, <clears throat> after I got rid of the game, and I know I said that I'm probably not going to go back to it, but actually I'm thinking I might now, because <laughs> I've watched a number of videos of... So, you know, in uh, GTA, they had all the kind of supernatural, like, aliens and... Bigfoot and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, I've watched videos on YouTube, and there's all that kind of sub story in uh, in Red Dead. Yeah, there's tons of secret things, aren't there? And you didn't yeah, load it. And, and I missed. I missed. All Rockstar of that. are big for this. They love it. Rockstar. Yeah. They love They're... putting these little secret, not even Easter eggs, but little secret bits and bobs around the map for the intrepid explorer that really wants to go off the beaten path. You get a little yeah. reward. Yeah, there's a there's a vampire, there's a serial killer. These are all in the world. You just you you just come across these little clues, and you think, well, that must mean something. But then you forget about it and move on. And there 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 isn't Gavin. There isn't Gavin. What I feel yeah. like I'm missing something here. So, so at random intervals throughout the game, like you could be, like I was wandering through a town, and there's a guy wandering around going. Gavin, Gav. <laughs> There's an English guy basically looking for his mate called Gavin. He should have been shouting Alan. They should have called him Alan. Um, <laughs> that would have been brilliant. But yeah, through I think five or six times I bumped into this guy. Like yeah. one of them, I was fishing for a legendary fish, 
and all I could hear in the background was, Gav? Gav. <laughs> where are you, Gavin? <laughs> oh, my God. Gavin, where are you? Do you ever, and, and is there a like, side quest to find Gavin? No, that's the worst part. <laughs> they haven't included it yet. So there is no, nobody knows what's happened to Gavin? Just that they just lost no, his so, mind. So, so he is just, that is just an... And presumably ended. doesn't have a job or anything there's, else there's, to do. There's no quest line to it. There's, that's it. Just this guy wandering around looking for his mate Gavin. <laughs> Jesus. See, it's fucking nuts. everything makes me want to play it. I'm so... And and you know what? The chances are pretty good that this isn't going to come out on PC, right? Because the first game never came out on PC. There, so data miners have really looked and there is apparently code in there to uh, be able for it to be <laughs> a PC release. That doesn't fucking... The problem is that... that it would have been developed on PCs. It obviously runs on PCs because yeah. it would yeah. have been developed on PCs, right? But the, I'm playing it on a PC in the box, to... basically. Yeah, and that the Xbox is an x86 processor, right? It's basically a PC. Yeah. But whether they ever bring it out on PC is an entirely different thing. There are lots of reasons why they might not want to. And Rockstar has always been cagey about this. Christ, it was a year before we got GTA Five. Mm. So. Well, I, I really do hope it happens because I do want to play it, and I don't. And unfortunately, You've only got ten months to wait. <laughs> being a being a snob, I can't. I'm so close. Over Christmas, I was so close. I, there was like an Xbox One S offer, and I think it was like 140 quid or something. And I was like, Christ, that's cheap. And then I was like, No, I don't want to play it on an Xbox One S because I know that it could look better. Yeah. And so I want to get an Xbox One X, but I don't want to spend the money on an Xbox One X. And I just, I don't know. It's a bit annoying. <laughs> and then part of, me's, part of me's going, no, fuck it, Rich. You're being an idiot. Just play it on the One S. It's still going to be a great game. Yeah, it's not going to take away from it. Well, no, you're, for the probably insignificant upgrading graphics, you're not missing anything. Yeah, that's the only advantage is that it looks slightly better. I played yeah, on the looks- One, just the One, and it looked great. It, yeah. The, the one that clears some of the kind of haziness of the distance and stuff, but the the fact yeah. that it's, it runs on the Rage Engine, which came out in uh, 2006, yeah, and they're still going with this. And it, it came out for table tennis. They developed it for table tennis, and it looks fucking amazing still now. But this is what happens, Bethesda, <laughs> when you when you upgrade your game engine between games and don't just reuse the same fucking assets from the previous game that people didn't like very much. Yeah. Um, right, look, I'm going to move on to a couple of other things. I, I want to talk more about this game. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. Right, so we've spoken about the, the your first impressions, the feel of it, the, the random interactions that you get, the, the world, which is really large, horses and all the rest of it. Mechanics. So we're talking guns and horses and generally walking around and interacting with people. Presumably this is fully voiced, right? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So how does it feel from a technical point of view, from a picking up the pad and playing it, does it feel nice and easy to play and intuitive and is the gunplay entertaining and, and all the rest of it? Does it just feel good to play? I think some of the controls are on the wrong maps wrong. Because there have been times where I've meant to greet people and I've just shot them in the face. Um, <laughs> and that feels slightly off this sometimes. This is how we say hello in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so on more than one occasion, like I've, I've had a, a sheriff or some deputies run up to me and go, oh my God, what happened here? Yeah. After I've just shot someone in the face. 
<laughs> and there's the option to diffuse, and you've you go, ah, diffuse, bang, straight in the face. You're dead. <laughs> but you didn't like, shoot oh. the deputy, right? Oh. But, yeah, and it, it, it's there are bits where you can the controls do feel a little bit off. Can you change them? Are the different control profiles available, or is it just what it is? I've not looked actually. To be fair, no, neither did I. To be I'm honest, stuck with it. Yeah. I just kind of, I'll learn yeah, this. I just kind of got, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, okay, so the controls possibly aren't as perfect as they could be. If you, what about shooting? So if you're in combat, does it feel? Gunplay is beautiful. Is it? Know? Is it really nice? Okay, because that's a really yeah. important part of it, and presumably there's tons of different types of guns. Uh, is there tons of different types of guns? Many, right. Okay. No, there's about four in each class. You've got your snipers, your, your rifles and pistols. I like the, yeah. um, the more covert weapons, like the throwing knives or the the, uh, the bow and arrow. Okay. Uh, see, I I was kind of the opposite. I <laughs> like um, dynamite. Fully, ba- and- fully bang bang. One hundred percent bang bang. Dynamite and um, uh, the volcanic pistol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So it feels <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. So gunplay is excellent. A very varied array of weapons. So the, 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 the last game that had that felt like it had uh, as good a gunplay was probably Destiny. Mm. Okay, me. okay. So what, now to be to be clear, this is the way that you play it. So when you get on a horse, it's third person, right? Yes. And when it's you're when you're person. right, so is there no first person view at all? You is can, it always third person? You can go into the uh, into first person, right? If okay. you like motion sickness, yeah. Okay, fine. Is it really head bobby and wobbly and wibbly? Yeah, you're on a horse. It's realistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, fine. So it's all very yes. wobbly, wobbly. Right. Okay, that's fine. So next thing, progression. Is there leveling up? Is there acquiring equipment, making bases, earning money? Getting better gear, all of that kind of stuff, or is it pretty much whatever you can scavenge? Yeah, you can upgrade your gear, so you have to hunt for um, animals to get the pelts, yeah. to get like a bigger satchel. But it's all kind of secondary; like you don't have to do it. No, no you so can like complete the game with the, 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 the stuff you start the game with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can you can finish the game with. So, um, in terms of progression, there's no, like, skill tree, and there's no things that you no. unlock to make your gun play better. No, or... it's upgrading your stamina. I think your health goes up or down, depending on how much you eat and smoke and run, and that sort of shit. Right. Yeah. Um, so, there are um, climate uh, kind of... Modifiers. Like you were saying yeah. about Zelda. Yeah, so, if you go into a cold region, you have to put on winter gear. Yeah. That you, yeah. you need your big coat. Which... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You need your big coat. <laughs> and do you, um, do you need to make a big coat? Do you need to like open a tonton? <laughs> no. So <laughs> no. So you get you can buy different outfits, but you have got a lot of your the kind of base outfits. Um, yeah. From the offset, because you start in a cold region. Right. 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 So and obviously, you, got, you don't start naked. It's not rust. You just you've got stuff, <laughs> and off you go, and jobs a sausage. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I'm trying to think of what else I want to ask about this. All right, fine. Look, this is it. So the last thing, pretty much the last thing that I can think of, and there might be other things that you guys want to talk about, story. 
main story and side story. So he's talking about the random, the random stuff, the random events that happen while you're just moseying around. But the main quests and the side quests and how well everything gets knitted together, is it? how well does that feel? How, how well does it play? I had a slight issue with one of the chapters where you get sent to an island, which I, did, I could have done without. But the rest right, yeah. of the story was just uh, like a movie. It was a cinematic work of art. Does it get bogged down in story? Is sometimes there a little bit no. too much, or is it just the right amount? The the only time that it gets bogged down in story is the the chapter that Ross just mentioned. Mm. Okay, yeah, that seemed that seemed that, tacked on. The, yeah, they could have cut that out completely, and it wouldn't have made any difference to the story. But the majority of the time, the pacing is. Spot on, right? Yep. Um, I so. You can choose to do yeah. it at your own pace, basically. <clears throat> yeah, the the thing that I found is someone will go, um, oh, we need to do this, we need to do the thing really, really quickly. Mm. And then you can dick about for four days <laughs> yeah. four days real time doing side quests and, and stuff um, yeah cut your moustache and you can you can cut your moustache yeah um, that's the thing that's the thing that's doable if you really want to be, um, would you? is it so like is it like in GTA can you go to like a barber's with a with a like a, no, a skinhead and then come out with a massive afro and <laughs> somehow the barber's adding hair first. you, oh, you have you? to let your hair yeah. grow yeah same with um, facial hair so like I I grew in a, a huge moustache yeah. throughout the entire game and just shaved off my beard and chin. Right. Or ch- like cheeks Lemmy. and chin. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and you get you get you, instant you, bias regret as soon as you shave off your beard as well because you think, oh, fuck, now he looks completely different. I don't like it. And I, I've got to wait now for his beard to grow back. <laughs> like real life. But you, but you... So there are stuff... So you can buy, like, or unlock hair tonic... Which makes your hair grow a lot quicker. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, you can go to a barber, but you have to have the hair there to be able to have the the hairstyle. Seems really complicated. Frontier world <laughs> problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? Blame, blame the Witcher for this. This is their fault. They they started this. Oh, the did they? Mechanics. Is this where it's come from? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, I just I couldn't recommend it more. No. The game. I just, this game is the only game that has made me nearly buy an <laughs> Xbox. And actually, if I was really thinking about it, I don't think I'd buy an Xbox. I'd buy a PlayStation because it's on PlayStation 4 as well, isn't it? Um, yeah. And the only reason I would buy an Xbox is so that I could play Red Dead Online with you guys, which we haven't spoken about. I don't know if you guys have played that at all. No, nope, didn't bother. No, nope. didn't bother with it. Okay, <laughs> other people. I, in fact, I'd already sold my game before it even came out. I don't want that for my single player story game. Thank you. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't need any of that. Actually, the G- GTA Online was really good. Yeah, they put a the lot online into that elements of well, GTA was excellent. Was excellent. If they learnt a lot of lessons from that, then potentially it could be excellent. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Right, look, I, I, we need I, to. I'd kind of be off this oh, again. Sorry, sorry. No, you go, 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 go. I, I was going to say for multiplayer, I'd be kind of up for it doing like a, a gun game style yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah where you, I think scenarios would be amazing in that kind of thing. Like if you, they made a scenario for like the shootout, the OK Corral, mm. and stuff like that, where you and a couple of your mates get together, a little bit like the heists in GTA Online, and 
you've got a load of NPCs coming at you and they're trying and you've got to blockade the place and try and survive and shoot your way out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. That would be really cool if they did that kind of stuff, but I don't really know what direction they've gone with it. I think they've gone very GTA online. I think they've gone kind of, it's the open world and they're adding stuff in that you can do exclusively for online play. Right, look, we need to get away from this from this now because we spoke, we had all that damn Fallout 76, man. That was a, that was a problem. <laughs> and I spoke about the Switch for about 14 hours. So are there any closing comments that you guys have got about this game? I think buy it. Basically, buy it. well, yeah, buy it. I think if basically if you want to feel like a cowboy, buy it because who doesn't want to feel like a cowboy? Yeah. Yeah, it is Cowboy Simulator. Cowboy Simulator 2018. Yep. This is as close to being a cowboy as you'll ever get. This is as close to being a cowboy as I think I ever want to get. (laughs) And I don't like leaving the house. At the end of it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Without without getting the tuberculosis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. Red Dead Redemption. We're done. We're done. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Right, we don't. We've got other stuff to talk about. We're not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> we're going to do it another time. Uh, this episode will be lost in a couple of days. So we really hope that you all enjoyed not listening to it. This has been Ready Player Two, episode eighty-five A. <laughs> we will be back next time with episode eighty-five B. Or C or D. Yeah, which you can all enjoy not listening to as well. This has been the first episode of 2019. We're going to be doing more this year. Hopefully, we're going to be putting out more videos, more Twitch streams, more maybe Mixer. Um, we're just so, generally just, just imagine what we were doing, uh, like, the kind of tail end of last year, but a lot more this year. Yeah. We hope. We hope. <laughs> um, and hopefully a regular a regular release schedule or regular-ish. Do you know what? If we get 12 episodes out this year, Success. I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> Well, actually, do you know what? If we record 12 episodes and release half of them, <laughs> I think I'll probably be okay with that too. This has been Ready Player 2, episode 85A. I have been Rich. You can find me on Twitter at Zebwen, that's Z-E-B-W-E-N. Ross has been... Uh, here, uh, RossBell1984 on Twitter. And Lewis has been... At Louis underscore Kong. Thank you very much. You can find all of us at Ready Player 2. That's at Ready P2 on Twitter. You can find us at Ready Player 2. That's TWO.co.uk. There are loads of other places that you can find us. The best thing that you can do is either go to the website or go to Twitter. The pinned tweet at the top of Twitter will tell you all the lovely places that you can find us on the internet. And our website has also got links all down the sides where you can find us and we'll do all kinds of stuff. We are Twitch streaming fairly regularly. We've got YouTube videos coming out as well. We're going to have new podcasts coming out, possibly not in January, but definitely in February. <laughs> You're going to be seeing a bit of us this year, hopefully. Um, and hopefully, some of us might even be at some shows this year. Yeah. Possibly EGX. Yeah, I think me and Ross might be doing res. Yeah. Lovely. So if you want to actually think... come and touch us, disclaimer, you're not allowed to touch us. But if you want to come and be in <laughs> our vicinity... I mean, yeah. you can play fast and loose with that rule with me. <laughs> you know what? I'm all, I'm all right with it. Just, all. Just, yeah, just give me a heads up first. <laughs> yeah, just, no, give like, me a head. What? Sup? I'm gonna I'm gonna touch you, and I'll like, <laughs> I'm, right, I'm going. I'm going to touch you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I've been told I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Right? Look, we're gonna go. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. This has been Ready Player Two, Episode 85A. Good night. Good night.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.